So hello and welcome to today's podcast. I am your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, aka Figachick911. As always, it's great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. We are going to dig in a little bit deeper on a topic that I promised you that we would come full circle around and talk about. Um, and it's actually something I, I like to, to share with. And it's, it's talking about this woman called the Proverbs 31 woman. That's who she's known as. Uh, what's leading up to this is I feel it's very important that people have role models. And you can use the word coach, you can use the word mentor, you can do whatever, but it's always important for you to have somebody, not that you're trying to emulate and become like a groupie, but somebody who has character qualities that you would like to embody and embrace and have like be all the time, right? And so I know a lot of people will look up to like movie stars or rock stars or sports people and they may not always have the character qualities which support some of the fame and glory that they have in terms of their performance capabilities and when you are stepping up into a leadership role you may be a very high level producer on multiple fronts you could be really awesome at any sort of business acquisition or growth you're really great at money making you're really great at making content or speaking or you know, tasks or bookkeeping or whatever. You're really great at taking care of children. Like everyone has the skill sets. As you're increasing your leadership walk, you want to also be sure that you're developing your character. So I break this down for once into, I think, more of a gender gap, you know, the difference between men and women. And I don't subscribe to what modern day culture tells us that our roles are. I don't consider myself to be this brazen feminist. I don't care to even get into the definition. I honestly, like that, it doesn't even deserve any of my time or energy. I merely know that we are, I believe, commanded to be leaders at what it is that we're doing. And there's going to be times, ladies, I'm going to, don't kill the messenger here, where you have to recognize when it's time for you to pipe up and when it's time for you to kind of like shut your mouth. And this can be a rocky road to walk, especially because today, as opposed to what used to happen in the biblical times or, you know, even in the early 1900s, you know, part in the United States is, you know, women's lib is still pretty much, it's a new thing and it continues to evolve. And obviously women have been very gifted and very smart and very skilled in multiple capacities and have always risen to the challenge, whether it was during times of war, acting, you know, in the capacity of some like a strategist or something for men who are out and building things. And it's only now that all of a sudden now there's this giant women's empowerment movement going on. And I'm not here to say, is it good, bad or, or different? I'm here to share with you the, the semblance of the woman that I strive to be. And perhaps this is going to be something that you might want to try on and see if it fits you or something that you even want to consider grooming in yourself so that you can act as a good example for your children or younger women to whom you are a mentor or a role model or whatever. Okay, so there's this woman in the Bible. This is what started it out. Okay, so it's like no secret that I seriously... <laughs> 
in my own spite, I actually became a career woman, even though when I first set out in my life, I actually never aspired to do that. And through the course of my training as a registered nurse, I worked in a university-based hospital. I'll make, you know, I'll give you the pearl here, a university-based hospital where we have all different levels of doctors and nurses and students and, and this, that, and the other with really, really sick patients. The expectation was that the nurse, and nursing is predominantly female industry, even though there's men in there, it still stands that way. Expectation was that the nurse, if you caught a mistake, you were, you have to say something because you can harm a person if something was misordered, the wrong medication dose, a medication that would you know interact with something else that was going on, and that was the expectation. And so when you come from that, and prior to that, you know, I have been pretty much taking care of myself for as long as I can remember. You know, I was part of my family businesses growing up. And so leadership, like looking through the threads of my past was always the expectation. And when you're a leader, you don't always wait for the permission to do what's right. You take the initiative to recognize here's a need and I'm going to do it or delegate somebody else to do it so that whatever system or business or operation you're a part of, even if this is your own family front, it continues to roll forward and you don't fall into the, well, that's not my job sort of a, a, a deal. Okay, so this whole like leadership thing really was groomed in me from the beginning of time. And then as I passed, you know, into education and I became a flight nurse, the, the qualities of strong leadership, which include commanding your emotionality, grace under pressure, high level critical thought under immense pressure, scene safety, um, you know, being able to forecast, you know, what's going to be happening in the next 30 minutes, the next year, just on multiple, you know, like you kind of like horizontal and vertical view, that was the expectation. And as I went along in my career, I was not being recruited merely for my nursing skill. I was actually being recruited and ultimately hired for what are my leadership skills. And it, it breaks the mold, getting back to the point at hand, of what the role of a woman has traditionally been. So when I was looking to have my company, I'm all about leadership and empowerment and all these different things. But what I didn't want to have was a bunch of brassy women who who interfered with the processes. I didn't want to have spiny women who were coming in either entitled or with a skewed view I'm, I'm very strong about developing the culture of my company and so I went to and again this was all everything that I'm doing on the coaching capacity was honest to God the personal and professional development leg of my company that I had started for my gluten-free baking company and it wasn't until people I started talking about what I was doing that then all of a sudden other organizations and individuals <laughs> wanted my stuff to be used in their organization. So rip, sometimes God has a different plan for your life and that's what I'm doing full time now. So all in short, what it is that I do is I develop leaders. However, regardless of how you look at this or look at this, the role model that I aspire to be, because sometimes I'm brought into some pretty hot situations where there's maybe organizations that have union negotiations going on. This could be uh, um, couples who are having um, 
kind of like conflict, marital conflict over financial issues, you know, the role of leadership and how you actually work through different situations in your life. It, it comes back to how do you choose to command yourself through these different walks, despite the fact that humans are emotional beings, right? And so what my character strengths have been naturally and then groomed are now basically the premier product and service of my company. But I can't always explain exactly what's inside of my head. And I wanted to be sure that when I was putting myself in different positions that I wasn't being swayed by the culture. I wanted to find who is the woman that I would like to be because uh, I felt like I was hitting a lid there as well. And so I told you that many years ago, I went searching for truths and got some biblical teaching, not because I was necessarily looking for it in the beginning, but just because like one day I had the radio on and I had it on scan and there was this pastor, he said a word, it just happened to be at that right time. And then the rest is history. He just got my attention. It convicted my heart. And there I was. And the more biblical study I was doing through these teachers, the more sense everything made and any, you know, anything, you know, how a woman is supposed to be or tradition of Italian women being fiery and all this stuff, it, it was, it's not true. <laughs> and so the woman who I found in the Bible, like I was looking back, like who can we aspire to be? Because I do coach men and women and, you know, you're grooming different character qualities if you look back through like the two women who stand out number one is Jesus' mother mary but she doesn't really talk a whole lot and they they just describe her as a woman being full of grace but she doesn't exactly this is not to minimize her she doesn't she didn't really work outside the home and so even though that's the character quality that i i love about her she was very on many fronts like she was just she was very quiet and for a working woman it i guess i could say i couldn't completely relate to her because she didn't i this is not going to come out right because i mean her kid was freaking nailed to a tree it just it wasn't completely the right fit for today's modern woman so i looked a little bit deeper and in the the book of proverbs it's a book 31 there is a woman who is described who does work and I really like so this is part of the Old Testament and the setting was there was this prince and I think it was the mom his mom who was describing if you're going to look for a woman like this is the type of woman that you should find so when you look at that scripture they're describing her as she works like she was a real estate investor she had her own business she worked from like morning until night she made clothes for her children and for the people you know that were in her operations like her maids and things she made sure that everybody was taken care of she tended to her fields and then here's the here's the grabber is that her husband was known because of how she spoke that ready for this her words were always kind and wise. So that's a summary. All right. So go to the Bible that you get the best understanding from. You know, there's there's multiple publications of it so that some of it is written in just very basic English. And then some of it is more traditional 
like the new King James version. So just get the one that grips, you You know, just Google like Proverbs 31 woman and you're going to get her qualities up there in the languages you can understand. But when you look at it and then you start to study her, like she, she's a hard act to follow. Like, could you imagine just like every single second of your life, no matter what situation, like you just speak words of wisdom and kindness all the time. I mean, it never talks about how she snaps back at her husband or her children, or she never gets pissed off at anybody else. And I thought, whoa, all right. When you have a role model, like it's always somebody that you should grow into. And this is, this is going to be a lifelong journey for me because I'm just like everybody else. You know, I have great command of my emotionality, but there's days when I get tired and when I get stressed and when I call it my bullshit meter goes down to zero and I literally, I just, I can't take people anymore. I don't want to talk to anybody. Did you ever get like that? And if the world didn't have other people in it, it actually would be a great place. (laughs) But when you're looking to go to your next level, you know, you have to remember who, you know, who it is that you serve, but also how would so-and-so behave in this particular situation? And so now when you say, all right, how would the Proverbs 31 woman behave in this situation? You want to talk about automatic check of anything that you're about to say. (laughs) And she's not a pushover. She's not like a doormat or anything like that. I mean, she's in my opinion, she's the quintessential woman. And so that's, it's helped my not working in the emergency room. I would say that has been a great thing. But you know, when you're building your own business and when you're walking through different stages of your life, even though I may not be dealing with life or death situations anymore, it has actually been harder for me to walk that line simply because in the emergency room, I felt like I had a team of people. And even though badness would happen, I knew who had my back. Whereas when you're branching out and you don't have a team or when you're in different organizations or when you're out building your own enterprise, you're responsible for building the team for picking the team, recruiting the team, and maintaining that leadership of the team. And that can be that can be hard because not everybody has gone through the same amount of training that you have as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a boss, as a parent. And it's your job to be communicating both verbally and by action. This is the expectation and I'm here to model that holy crap. And we were talking about this on a coaching call just this morning. Like the second you fall out of integrity, it's almost like people wait for you to do it so they can call you out on it. But the funny thing is, and I think the gracious thing about it is that when you make mistakes as you are going to, and as I do, you're going to realize at the end of the day, number one, you're not perfect. And that's not to put, you know, a low expectation of yourself up there. That's for you to own the fact that you can try as hard as you want to. You have to extend yourself a little bit of grace because sometimes what's going to happen is you're going to make an error in judgment and you're going to fall out of integrity just kind of like unknowingly. And depending on the structure of your team or, you know, your inner circle or however this pans out for you, that's your opportunity to call attention to the elephant in the room and clean up any mess that you have and work to never do that again. 
And when you do that, all of a sudden, the respect that your team has for you actually increases exponentially because you're not walking around like you're some superhuman, better than thou freak. You are a human being and you are fessing up to the fact that you screwed up. Do you see what I'm saying? And so for me, operating on that female side, that Proverbs 31 woman, I mean, she holds like she holds a pretty high, high standard of the expectation of how a woman should command herself through different areas. Now, I don't I looking back, I tried this. (laughs) I tried this and it worked. Um, It was actually one of the reasons why I ended up leaving one of my educational jobs was I started out being a little bit, a lot bit more verbal about, you know, here's, here's the rules and this is how we do it. And as I didn't even think about this, you know, I was busy changing my heart and changing my ways to definitely be more graceful. But when I was hired into that role, my boss and my directors had expected me to operate as the person that they hired, which was definitely more of a brazen, um, I would say sarcastic sort of an end. They hired an ER nurse, and um, that was not the woman that I wanted to remain. I it was obviously causing conflicts on the relationship front at home. You know, my boyfriends didn't understand ER mentality, nor should they be expected to. I had a hard time turning it off. And um, that was not the woman. Like, I didn't want to be her. You know what I'm saying? Like, she got me to a certain point and, she, you know, she strengthened me up. But when looking to go to the next level and then ultimately be able to develop what is essentially a leadership academy, that sort of brazen brawniness was not going to serve my people well especially the women who were coming in with those similar character qualities who need to have a little bit of of buff and puff around the edges in order to improve themselves. So she's the woman (laughs) that I found. And I think as you study her a little bit more, you're going to find that she, she actually is quite beautiful in many ways. And if you are interested in having, you know, any sort of relationship with a man, when you talk to men, they rely on our strength and our strategy and our our clear communication abilities and our abilities to handle details that maybe they don't want to handle, but they don't want, they want a woman of strength. They don't want what is quote unquote today's strong woman. Do you see what I'm saying? And not that you should contort yourself to fit a man, But when you're looking to what's the caliber of man that I want to attract, like attracts like, right? We talked about this, like you attract what you are, not what you want. And so when you're looking for what's the sort of partner that I want to have in my life, do I want to have somebody who is just only focused on this and is really sharp around the edges? You know, you never want to take on an improvement project. The man should be growing with you, just like you grow with him. You know what I'm saying? And so when you start to mold yourself into the type of woman who can attract the caliber of men or man that you want, like life starts to change markedly. Everything about you changes. And from there comes forth that beautiful feminine side. But you're still able to do all of the other things that you have done 
it fits more, I believe, in, in hand in hand with what God's design for the family is. All right, now that's my personal belief. This is a Sunday and I thought I would throw this out there. Um, and if you're looking for an example, all right, well, where does a man fall into this sort of thing? There's a book. Uh, it's written by um, Tony Evans. Yes, it's Tony Evans. Tony is a pastor. I want to say he's based, is he based out of Atlanta? I can't remember if he's out of Atlanta or if he's in Texas. He's phenomenal. So Google him. He wrote a book. It's called Kingdom Man. And when I coach men, that's actually the book that I refer to for them. I can only take men's development so far. After that, it's up to God and like, you know, male mentors. And it's not my specialty, nor do I anticipate for it to be. I can work on integrity. I can work on assisting you running your 24, developing certain disciplines, this, that, and the other. But when it comes to grooming that man, ultimately that's going to be, God's got to get his hands in there. And so Kingdom Man is the book for you. Okay, so make it a great day. Make it a great week. This is Sunday. You know, a Sunday well spent brings a week of content. So plan out your week and then let's get ready to carpe our diem. Tomorrow is Monday. All right, talk to y'all later.